Hey everyone and welcome back to the Sarah Rose podcast. This is episode two, season one, and it is part two of my chat with Sinead Haig. But before I get into that, I just absolutely have to say the biggest, most humongous thank you from the bottom of my heart to absolutely everybody who has liked, shared, listened, downloaded, followed, um, messaged me the most amazing beautiful kind messages you have no idea how much it means to me and you've completely blown me away you are a sound fucking bunch of people let me tell you um yeah honestly I would have been like equally as delighted if it literally had gotten you know 20 or 50 listens I literally oh my phone (laughs) oops I literally just thought that like my friends would listen and maybe a few people who are curious but I could not have imagined that less than a week I got almost a thousand downloads like that's insane um but anyways I yeah I just can't tell you how much it means to me thank you so much and yeah I hope you enjoy part two as much as you loved part one okay bye so the next few questions are I've on my list it was just how to deal when someone really hurt you and then how to deal when you really hurt someone else <sighs> mm. When someone really hurts you, fuck. First of all, feel it. Yeah, I think that's it's so important. so important to feel it, but it, it's fucking hard. Like I went through a really hard time there. Like I lost my best friend. Like not lost my best friend in yeah. death, but as in like she did. They're something. the worst. She did something, and like it's a friend break. I went through yeah. a friend breakup, and it wasn't just like a random thing. There was a lot of stuff behind it that was kind of like it was pretty pretty like end of the day I would never trust her again I, yeah. I, I couldn't, couldn't I couldn't possibly and she didn't she actually again. doesn't deserve my trust again and it was hard it was so so hard for me because I've lost my best friend yeah and it was just like and at the start I was like angry I wasn't angry I actually just was in shock and then I was like I just take my took a step back and then then I really started to miss her like I really was just like I really miss her but it is not even about the person. It's when you when you when you don't have a trust circle. Like I was losing a tr- oh, like a person that was meant to be my maid of honor, you know. So yeah. to know that I can't pick up the phone and tell her anything anymore was like it, it's the lack of trust. And who do I turn to? Yeah. Um. And I know you like I told you about this on the retreat that like I felt so like I like one of my biggest struggles at the minute is I feel like I I can't trust many people. Yeah. Um. And, like, a few things happened to me where I'm just, like, oh, like, who do I talk to when I want to talk about something really yeah. deep? Um, And, like, how I dealt with that was, first of all, I had to really think about was, am I going to let this person back in? Yeah. And if it was a silly mistake or it was something small, of course, like, it's a mistake. Yeah. But whenever it was maliciously intended and it was it's really, funny. really out there, it's just, for me, like, I don't want this person around the, the people that I love and I don't want this person in my business I don't want this person around. like it's yeah. just not something that's going to happen and that's and uh, for a minute I was almost awake and being like no you know I can forgive and I do forgive I forgive I forgive definitely and I know people are in situations and they have their own insecurities yeah. and I can completely understand why they do the things that they do but if I cannot trust you um you don't deserve my friendship yeah. and I had to put myself first in that point and be like there is plenty of friends that would never treat me like that and that's who I need to concentrate on um and that's what you gotta do you gotta realize your worth realize who you deserve to be in your life if you keep taking them back um then they're gonna keep 
rather doing it like you can always give someone a second chance I yeah. always do believe in second chances but it just depends how bad the thing is and yeah. it depends if you believe that they're they were being and it's to really feel it as well like I really have to as I said pro- I have to process anger in a yeah. different way from other people I have to go to therapy for it yeah. because I can't express it through words like I could never message someone and be like fuck you fuck you I've never I can't I, I even don't even think I could do that because it could be screenshot put somewhere yeah even though I feel it yeah so I'm like I can't even be like that so I have to process it process it in different ways I think that you really gotta feel your emotions and yeah and realize your worth and then that's when you decide yes or no to bring them back into your life um and it depends what, what way it's hurt, but that's a friendship breakup. Like if it's hurt, the worst. Oh um, it depends if it's like a, br- a, a breakup. Yeah. So if a breakup and they've hurt you, it depends on are you taking them back. And if you're taking them back, like say someone cheated on you or whatever and they're, you know, started the relationship or something happened and blah, 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 this happened, yeah. this happened, you've decided to take them back. Yeah. That's when you need to start a whole new relationship because the old one's dead and you need to start yeah. this new one. It was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. So I think you need to start that new relationship and start yeah. fresh and have clear communications. But, um, and someone, what was the other one? When I hurt someone else? What do you do when you are the one who's hurt someone? Which is a tough, I struggle with the guilt. Like guilt, I, like if I, if, if I did something, I've never, I actually, can't, I've never done something intentional on someone, but if I've done something unintentional and they tell me, mm. guilt wrecks me. Like I mm. can't handle the emotion guilt. Um, Oh my god! I'll, I'll like I'll be guilt on my hands and knees. Like powerful. I'm so sorry. I'll do anything. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. But like, guilt is so powerful, and people yeah. think of it as a useless emotion, but it's the <gasps> most. It's the most. Yeah. U- I think it's the most useful emotion because Why? when you're guilty, you it means that you've gone against one of your highest standards. Mm. So therefore, you have standards for a start. Mm. The people that are punching people on the streets and going crazy and doing aggressive things, those are the people that don't have guilt, mm-hmm. and that's where the problem is because they do not understand what's wrong with it yes yeah. so that's where you're wrong so guilt is actually very very powerful because once you've realized that you've gone against one of your highest standards you can pit that standard back up yeah and, and you protect it stronger. and you can be like right that made me feel like that and when you feel guilty you know it's a powerful emotion to be like stop yeah it literally has arisen in you for a reason yeah so you need to listen to it but um and obviously there's times where you do hurt people we're all fucking human as we said and it's taking the responsibility and learning from it i think it's hard and you know what you have to get good at with guilt you have to hold it in your hands and you have to go to that person and be like i was wrong i'm sorry and mm. i think someone who can do that and gen- like properly apologize genuinely apologize with no ifs buts ands or maybes mm. is such a powerful thing and i think i respect people who can apologize so if someone did me wrong and they came to me be like look Sarah, I'm, I'm actually, I was dead wrong. I'm so sorry. Mm. I would, and I knew it wasn't intentional. Like they weren't just trying to fucking pull me down. I would forgive them 100%. I'd be like, oh, thank you. I respect you so much for apologizing. Like anyone who has the strength to apologize, I'm like, deserves a second chance. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, the first thing my mother always used to preach to me since I was a child and something I live by, she was like, Sarah, trust lost is trust never regained. That was the if I could think of one motto my mother always told me it was that there's always that point of no return and once you've lost someone's trust trust mm. or damaged it you can never get it back do you know what I mean mm. um so yeah it's a very it's a very important thing I'm actually so proud of you as well for moving away from that friendship and realizing that there are like you have other amazing friends that you can turn to mm. and you can water the grass over there the flowers yeah. can grow over there yeah 
know? Yeah, it's been a rough ride, but we're... we're oh, fuck it. I don't know. No, it's all good. Yeah. All good. I mean, I would hate to lose me as a friend. I'm a pretty cool friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'd actually, I'd say, actually, she must be bawling, crying, like, literally in the throat. No, I don't, because I actually feel bad. No, I don't, because I already feel bad. No, we're doing bad. I know, but that's the thing. I'm always like, I always I always be like, is she, is she, is she okay? You can't say fuck her. I'd be like, fuck I'm you. I'm like, you I'm like, she's can, better can off you without just, you. Can you just check that like, she's okay? Like, I'm like that, like, but um, as no. long as she's okay. And if she ever asked me for help or asked me for anything, then I'd give it to her. And if I was ever in the room with her, I would always be friends. I'd always. Oh, yeah. But she's not going to be my best friend ever again. But we will probably be in the same room again. And we'll be. And I know that. And I respect all my friends. And we're all going to do that. And we. And that's it. And I'm going to. And I I am a reasonable. I've risen above it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I know who who deserves my best friend. Yeah. So. It's amazing. Do you know what this actually brings me on to? Another thing I wanted to talk about, and I think it's so interesting, is that a lot of people are. It's kind of the opposite of your situation here. Like somebody crossed the line and you had to take strong action. But I think sometimes there's that, I, I hear it now, the people are like, oh, they this, cut them off or just cut them off, cut them off. And I'm like, how I look at friendship is, is that first of all, you kind of look at yourself and be like, how much am I demanding from my friends? Because people can only give you so much and people are the way they are and people can't give you everything and in the way you want them to give it to you and they can't fill you up all all the way the same way a relationship isn't going to fill you up all the way so if someone let's say isn't a thoughtful friend do you know what I mean and that hurts your feelings like examine their intention do they love you do they care about you yes okay well then you just need to get that need met somewhere else Mm -hmm. or if someone did do something a little bit dicky to you or they're just like they're a good friend but they're not a great friend I just in my friend like list in my head just take them down a level you don't have to burn all your bridges Mm. just like slot them into a different friend category do you know yeah have that love and that civil but like don't change your expectation really it's just managing your expectations yeah and managing how much you trust them do you know what I mean yeah and yeah because that's where the hurt comes from because you expect them yeah so if you just put your expectations which obviously is shit too but I always I always say as well like when you feel rejected by friends because they don't want to do the things that you do and when they do things like you're not invited or something like that yeah I'm just like sometimes the things that you want to do you're barking up the wrong tree yeah. And you need to go bark up another tree and find out a diff- find a different tribe. Like I'm yeah. not gonna go to my friend like I'm holding hosting my um brave launch here because none of my friends meditate at home. Yeah. And I'm not gonna sit there and make them sit through fucking two meditations while I do my launch because yeah that's not what they want to do yeah. like when I go home I'll drink pints with them yeah. and we'll celebrate accept that way them as they are like. yeah so I accept them as they are and I'm not going to go down and make them I'm not going to make them come up to Dublin and sit through meditations yeah. you know the people that are interested in meditations I've went and barked up a different tree and yeah. went and found like my people into meditation yeah. and people and stuff and I've asked those people I've asked the girls in the women's circle to come and I've yeah. asked the you know the, anyone that's came to the, the retreat I'm yeah. like guys you come I've also asked all my other friends Yeah. but like my expectations are they don't want to come and do meditation yeah and that's that yeah do you know what I mean and there's things that you they don't they like I probably don't want to do for them like I don't want to go to the pub every weekend yeah you know what I mean so they can manage they could be like she's not going to come to the pub with us this weekend blah blah blah. but like they manage their expectations like she needs time yeah away and then she comes back when she wants to come back yeah so it's just about barking up the right tree and like there's plenty of other people that have the same interests as you so you can just go and have your separate things and you don't have to be like oh I don't want to be friends with you anymore because you don't fucking meditate with me yeah exactly (laughs) like you accept them and they accept you you, and that's what love and friendship is a mutual respect Mm. like you were like 
and that's when you know that their intention is good like if friends if they're not good friends then that's a whole different kettle of fish mm. but i think this is actually a good conversation because once you leave college or once you leave where you're all at the same stage and you enter real life everybody then becomes different stages and also you know time becomes that bit more valuable because after work or whatever you're doing there's only so much time yeah so i think that i think you find a lot of people kind of their mid to late 20s learning like oh i'm drifting from this friend or this from that friend and you know it, it can friendships can become tougher to handle mm. and and navigate i think it's 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 a it's a very upsetting thing do you know what i mean if you yeah. you're drifting from someone or or you feel like someone isn't doing something for you and i think you just look to yourself and be like well what when's the last time i text them or when's the last time i did whatever yeah or like you know am i being fair to them or you know all that crack mm-hmm. oh i actually want to talk about it's kind of on theme what we've been talking about but women mentoring women and how important it is um so what's been a point where somebody has mentored you and it's really really helped you and what did you get out of it and what did they get out of it because it's a both people get out of something when you give to someone else and you help mentor someone else do you know yeah um obviously Siobhan's a big mentor for me as well like um Siobhan O'Hagan if yeah. anyone doesn't know her um um I always looked up to her and when I met her we were so different it was yeah. crazy we we're still so different but I took on some of her traits because if I want, I knew she was I, she was successful, and I looked at her habits. Yeah. And I goes, if I want to be successful, those are the habits that I need to take on. Yeah. So she would be like, we would be hanging out, having the crack. Yeah. She's like, I gotta go work, and I'm like, you don't gotta go work, really, do you? Yeah. Like you don't have to. Yeah. And I that was my thing. I'm like, no, I gotta go work when I could sit here and have the crack and drink pints. Yeah. So. Like, watching how she set boundaries for herself, I was like, okay, if I want to be successful, this is how you do it. So I started modeling some of that yeah. behavior and really set myself time to work on my self-development and work on, do you know what I mean? Like, to sit yourself down and make, you know, an online platform or online courses or anything like that. Like, you have to fucking sit down. And, yeah. like, I could easily not do that. Like, I make money elsewhere. Yeah. So um, I had to give myself that discipline and she taught me in, in that way. Yeah. Um. I've had loads of mentors, yeah. boys and girls. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of people, especially in the Irish community. Like I feel yeah. like there's people like you know Brandon from Be Perfect. Like he's a big inspiration for oh, me. Yeah, like I loved interviewing him. He was like, you know, he had and he's so humble. Oh yeah, I remember that. He's just a sweetheart. Yeah, and he's just down to earth yeah. and he's successful and he he's just him, and I just loved that about him. And there was something about, and I remember sitting in therapy and. Um, she was like, at this point, I think I had, I was telling you, I had like four hundred pound in my pocket. Yeah. I was in therapy, spent my money in therapy at the time. I was like, and she was like, why, why are you not making money? And he yeah. was like, what do you mean? Like I was doing everything for free, everything. Yeah. I was giving out free content, left, right, center, just doing everything that I could possibly do for free. Cause yeah. I just wanted to give, and it's because I didn't value myself. Yeah. So. She was my mentor there, and also she taught me. I remember having this like condition that people that were successful were fucking snobby. Yeah, I like this is this is something that I got from childhood. Like if she was driving around in uh, what do you call them, Range Rovers? She oh, who does she think she is? That's what I don't know where that comes from, but that's what the the, so I remember thinking like, oh, I don't want to be one of those people. And she turned around to me and she goes, you 
can be successful in any way you want and you yeah. can spend the money in any way you want you don't have to have that you don't have the fancy bags or anything like that like because I was yeah. always like I'm not into designers I'm not into that I'm not yeah. into that I used to be like that was <laughs> my that was my money <laughs> mindset I was like I'm not yeah. into it I was like in my Kmart trainers yeah and she was like you can do do it you can be successful in any way you want the way you choose mm. and then I was like oh my yeah, I can give money the way I want and obviously now I t- choose to be totally different like I'm very charitable and I do a lot of charity work and I give a lot of money to w- away I also um I like to give my money I like to my friends and yeah. like I like to tip and I like to yeah. and that's how I like to spend my money so yeah. I took success in, in a different road not a different road I just didn't know this or there was another road yeah. I, do you know what I mean like that's what I was conditioned yeah. yeah and like the more you have the more you can give and that's a really good way to look at business yeah because you used to be like oh I'm not money driven like I, I just want to be like purposeful and live yeah. blah, blah, blah. but you don't know the feeling of the fact that you can give your family anything they want yeah. and you can um like the, the like this year one of the things with me is like going to a village and in ballet and oh, I being able, those stories um, and like I at that point looked at them and, and they had all these packages and I was able to feed an entire village yeah I was yeah. I, I was enti- entire village for that period of time our money and I continued to donate and help those people and we raised about I don't know I think all together maybe like 60,000 and we are feeding these starving people and that is a way that I want like how amazing is it that I that yeah. I could give that yeah and that didn't like take that, that didn't take anything from me really yeah. like I was like that's what I was trying to spend my money on and I sold my home I sold my stuff yeah and um, I was at the time it was a lot of money for me as well like but it was like that's so amazing and that is makes me work yeah because if I'm ever in a situation again like I I didn't know what that day you think I knew I was gonna fucking be feeding the entire village like I was literally (laughs) like and and for weeks I was like and like I walked in there and I and I seen the people and they were starving it was the most heartbreaking if anyone wants to donate please do it's called at feed valley um they're having a very hard time because there's no tourism no tourism means no jobs no jobs means no money. There's no support from government, and oh, it would it was horrific. It would break yeah. your heart. It would yeah. break. And I walked into there, and I was like, "Take my money, take yeah. it all, take it all." Like, what the fuck do I need this money for? Yeah. These people need it way more than me. Yeah. They didn't even have fridges. Like, we had to give them stuff that they can cook. Oh, you know, I, they didn't have anything. Yeah, I remember and seeing them. It I was, was just like, "What the life. fuck?" And like, to know that I can—that's how why I work because I could t- walk into a situation and I'm gonna be like gives that one that person money like yeah. i could walk down the street and like i i would stop and talk to homeless and like you know yeah. um try my best to give money and i i turn around and sometimes talk to people and they could be like i need so and i'm like okay i yeah. to be in that position be like i have it here yeah. take this with you and if my friends need help as well for anything like i'm so lucky that i can be like take that money don't talk to me ever again like yeah. just do it do you know yeah and i love that that well. is like the best yeah. thing that I ever learned in mentorship or from someone in, like from Gabby's my therapist yeah to know that the more you get the more you can give so that's like how you can be successful and you don't have to measure your success on like my material things, your so material that's what things. Is for you by how yeah. much you can give I and was gonna ask you that yeah that's yeah. what that that's exactly what it is yeah. like to just be in a situation where I'm like I could like walk into somewhere like I didn't know and be like yeah. I can give them this while money. supporting yourself yeah, yeah. That's why some people knock on the doors. I know. No, I think it might be because the doors are open and closing. And they yeah, should we go into the party after and say who's going? They're so cute when they came to. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> bless them. What was I going to say? 
yeah what success is to you I do think I do think that's I do think that's so important. I've I've been very privileged in the last year to be able to give to some of my friends as well. And it just fills you. And I don't give a fuck if I never see that back. But mm. it does. It gives you that special feeling of pur- like purpose. And yeah, it just fills you up in a way yeah. that other things can't. Gotta watch your boundaries though, hey. Siobhan yeah. always goes mad at me. Yeah. She's like, she's either taking Too advantage generous. of you yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, I'll pay the bill or whatever. But our, our just, there <laughs> She's like, what are you? Uh, and I'm like, I know. But then this, this, I have set down boundaries for certain things. Like this yeah. year, there's been a few things. Um, I would money. imagine people, like, I feel like people will be like, smell. Those type of people are like sharks no, and they can smell that. the blood. I've just had one or two where, yeah. th- literally nothing bad, but there was a bit of a taking advantage of a point one year to, or this year. And I was like, no, I'm very disappointed in the way you, um, the way you did yeah. that to me. And just because... I'm in a position does not mean that you can take advantage yeah. and that was that was a big thing for me to set that whilst the old me would have been like oh if I have it here have it have it yeah you see yeah. that's where boundaries are so important because you can bleed yourself dry yeah do you know what I mean you can really wound yourself mm. um so it's, yeah it's like it's like if you're stepping over a pond and you know the rocks and you're like which ones will sink and which ones you just have to tap it first and make sure this person is a person <laughs> of value and like yeah they're a steady rock okay and then I'll <laughs> jump on it and then I can like trust them do you know so um, what's in the plans for you? Like what's what does success look like for you? Like, like what's your goals? Success for me looks like first of all where I've complete control over my time. I think that's huge. Um like being able to like be so self-sufficient that I can have control over my time and and make money. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think that's a big one to me and I think COVID really taught me that you know, I just, when you're working off other people's time clocks, it's a real privilege and a real success to be like, actually, do you know what? I don't I don't need to work off someone else's schedule. I can create my own and be self-sufficient that way. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of coming to that as well. But I always knew that that was something, I became an accountant, so I would, you know, have the qualification. So I would, you know, that, that satisfied a fear of mine. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, you needed that security. I, need, I needed that, yeah. I needed that net. Like, I, w- I like, I look, I wasn't so that fearless I could just like blindly fall off after what I want and I wish I was and mm. that's actually one of the things I admire about you and I think it's amazing um but anyways so that's one of my things now you know so that would be success and success for me would be to have enough to give my family and my future children please god the life that they deserve mm. the thick quote like have the garden that your dog deserves I'm like yeah, yeah. Do you know um my children will never get a penny for me. I that's actually to come up people like I I don't want to give inheritance that they need to make their it's own. Not, life. No, they can have inheritance. That's fine, but throughout their life, they're not going to get money to them. Yeah. I never had any. Like my mom and dad never gave me anything. Yeah, I remember one time my dad gave me money for rent, and that was like me literally like. It was the took it was the hardest thing to ever even ask yeah. him because it, it's not even that it's just not something we ever did like they never give me money to you know I always yeah. I was at work since I was fourteen oh my god yeah so I worked in the fucking local Chinese when I was fourteen as babysitting so I always had my own money and like I think that taught me so much really yeah. in life and and I I I just I just know that that taught me so much and I know my children if they want something they can have money if they work for it. If they want to come into work with their mummy, yeah, they can get paid, yeah, and that's how it'll work. And they can have money. You know, I will probably put money away for them so that they can have when they're finished school, they can have their few years of finding themselves. Oh yeah, 
travel. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But nothing like you're not getting a car. You, if you want yeah. a car, you save up for it. Yeah. I'm not giving, like, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was like, I was definitely given some things. Like, I went to college, I got like an allowance and they paid for my rent in college. But I definitely was not spoiled growing yeah. up. Yeah. Like that, my 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 stepdad's like American, and he's very like, get to buy your first car. I had my chores every yeah. weekend, like, so I did. Like, I am very blessed. I did get like some things, but I absolutely was the opposite of it. Like, as in, you know, it wasn't like, you know, like my dinner wasn't put in front of me like every single day. Like, obviously, as a child, and my grandmother's a typical Irish mammy, like, so she cooks yeah. all the time. But like my parents, like, cook it for yourself. Why don't you cook for me? Like, you know. Do your chore like it was. My mum doesn't like me to fucking cook because she says it's dirty the kitchen. So oh. <laughs> I rather starve or get a takeaway or eat some of what she's got. But she never. Yeah, yeah she's fucking. She's dead right. Oh, she's on the ball, like yeah. And I do. I think and being spoiled, I think, has nothing to do with how much money you're given either. I think spoiled is like a way you were treated. Do you mm. like? There's people who grew up in families with not that much money, but they're such spoiled people. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, money doesn't equal spoiled. I think it's how you're raised. Like yeah. you have to work for what you get, and you know, mm. you're not just going to be handheld through life. I actually think that's really important. I'm actually, I think that's good too. I think I'll be yeah. something like that as well. Um, uh, something I want to do for my children as well is the minute they're born, I want to invest on their behalf, like, and have that growing for them. And then when they're 18 or they're 21 or 25, like I've invested that money for them and it's grown. You know, mm. compound interest, like. Can you imagine how much wealth you've acquired for your kids mm. just by throwing, you know, 100 euros a month or whatever into a kitty for them? I think that's something I'll do for my kids. Yeah. Like, just, and then hand it over to them, do you know? Yeah. So, yeah. What, do you have any regrets in life? <laughs> I Like, I think this is such a, a question that people always ask and everyone always goes, no regrets, no regrets. I have I'll, regrets. <laughs> I, I mean, there is things that you wish you didn't say, but they always yeah. teach you. Yeah. And there's things that I always used to say that my gra- my, I always had regrets because I always wanted to study what I wanted to study in school. So I never had, and I and I and I went to uni and I didn't know what I wanted, and I spent that money, and I I didn't have any money that because once you have your student finance and you've used it, and I did two years. Oh, and yeah. then you're not like you you're so not like any more shit in finance, yeah. basically. And I there was no way that I would have ever got the money from somewhere else. And I don't remember ever ha- ever having over two thousand pound in my bank account for up until about three years ago. Yeah. So um, I always really had this resentment for you know the, the the school system. Yeah. Because I felt like they failed me in terms of like they never let me find out what I truly loved. And I, yeah. when I became when I found out everything I loved, like I love neuroscience, yeah. I love the brain, I love psychology, yeah. I just love all that stuff and I just really wanted to study it mm. and I wanted to be in uni for that yeah, and spend those four years doing that and I did not have the money to, to go back to uni for four years nor did I want to sit in uni after being and Wait. being older as well yeah. so that was something that really saddened me that I never got the chance to find out who it was before I could pick a course and really go <gasps> into it yeah. and now I, when oh, I know what I want to study like I want to, like how am I it's going to be really hard for me to do it yeah. um especially because my brain doesn't the way I study is I study through books and interpretation and life experience yeah so sitting in a classroom and writing essays is fucking shit for me too but I would have done it if I would have known but I will I will do my I am doing a degree in um Australia when I get there yeah 
do you know what? Let me tell you about so this. That was that was something that really like I used, to, but I don't let that because regr- now, yeah. right? This is why I don't regret it because I used to resent the fact that they never let me find who it was, and I went and did a shitty course. No one told me that I had to pay all this money back. Nobody told me. Yeah, I felt like I was just tricked into like doing yeah. this course. I didn't give a fuck about. Yeah, and I resented it because I never had the money to do psychology after it. Yeah, but my journey has brought me to being able to not only afford now again to invest in my, in my education again yeah. but I can also like support myself yeah and work at the same time remotely and I wouldn't be able to do that if I went to uni at that age but maybe as well it happened for a reason because 18 yeah. year old you wouldn't have been a- wouldn't have had well yeah maybe and it took those life experiences to show yeah. you maybe if you did that degree at that age you would have like pissed it away or just not appreciated mm. it but now when you go back to learn you're going to be like a sponge yeah. like wanting yeah. to just soak everything up yeah so know? that's why I'm like I know I used to always resent that but I never regretted it but I I used to always resent that but I always realized that, and now I know that it was there in my path for a reason and to yeah. like really strengthen my desire yeah now. so like if you if you want to do something later in life it's there's nothing stopping you you can do it and I think that's I think it takes doing something you hate to really light yeah. fire under your arse to do something you love and I actually think the most dangerous place to be is in a job that's lukewarm I don't hate it, but I don't love it. This yeah. is okay. Yeah. I'm like, if you find yourself, that's the worst. I would rather be in a job I hate and it like light a fire under my eyes and now I'm going to do something I love rather than, you could spend your whole life in lukewarm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're so fucking right there because a lot of people say in their life in lukewarm and they're like, yeah, it's grand. The money's good. I'm not hating yeah. it. And then if I'm you're in a job, you hate, yeah. And then like, I used to love, like I always just worked in bars and I always said I'd love working bars the rest of my life. Yeah. And then, one day I was like, I can't, I had too much creative drive, there's too much going on in my brain, I needed to get it out. Yeah. And that drove me to never want to work in a bar again. Yeah. So, it's true, what you just said, yeah. And yeah. lukewarm is... Yeah. No, I remember the the moment I was like, fuck this, when they didn't allow me to eat an apple, I was fucking rage, and yeah. I was like, what, how can I not <laughs> eat an apple? Like, I'm fucking starving here, like, and yeah. I was like, see, when I fucking have a business, and I'm going to let them have a fridge, and they can eat whenever yeah. time they want. Yeah, fuck you. I remember thinking <laughs> that, I remember it being like, that is so, I hate that, that they wouldn't allow me to yeah. eat, I hated it. Um, yeah, actually, that talks, like, I have another question here, it's like, what was that turning point in your life? Do you know what, let me, like, going back to, like, we're kind of going back to judgment thing, right, so I remember back when, probably around the time, like, if I were to take back five years, right? That was the time I feel influencers got the worst fucking shit. Anyone who even dared try to go into that, it was like, who do they think they are? Mm. Wanna be? Like, that's that was the heightened of the, like, fucking... Like, it was just so such a cruel time. And I remember listening to how people... Would, I remember thinking, oh my God, unreal. Like, I, I, like, my default opinion was like, that's class. And then, I'd, and then I'd listen to people talk about those type of people and be like, oh, they're probably stupid. They're probably this. And I remember like, oh my God. And I think that's actually brings me back to something I admire about you and I think a lot of people do is I feel back then you just went after what you wanted and you get, didn't give a shit. Mm. And I think, yeah, and I, I just think that's really admirable, admirable. I didn't know what was going on there. I didn't hear any of that because I was in Australia where people yeah. don't do shit like that. Yeah. And I was I was doing it for the fun. Like yeah. I was I didn't do I wasn't doing any blogginess for yeah. say. Like I was on the farm, like Having fucking picking fucking stories. potatoes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just chatting 
Having whatever the fucking whatever I wanted to say came out of my mouth, I fucking said it. Like I didn't give a fuck. <gasps> so, so fearless, I love it. Like. Yeah, and then I just got to. There was just a breaking point for me, and I think that's when I I gained following because I was putting on the fake persona of a blogger. Yeah. Oh, here's me at a like pill party and blah blah blah. And then one day I was like, guys, I'm not okay. Like I'm literally like I'm really really down. I like there. I just yeah. went through that really dark period of my life where, like, I just didn't want to be on this earth. So I was just like, I was like fuck it I can't pretend to be this person more like I'm literally so down like I'm so yeah. I don't know what to do and then like once that acceptance came in yeah um and I got out of denial of the way I was feeling I think that's when they started healing and then the healing came and then I was like oh I'm yeah. myself and everyone still loves me I don't yeah. have to be this person like yeah. you know um you know I always felt like I had to be I remember working in a bar this whole time the whole time when I started you know chatting my story and stuff and not one person knew I worked in a bar because I never showed it. Yeah. And then obviously one day I just was like, fuck this. Fuck this. I was yeah. just really down one day and I, I remember just not being able to. I used to always hold back tears for me into work. And then <gasps> when I went, there was one day I just could not. Yeah. I could not put my face on that day. Yeah. Um, Like I was just, if anyone doesn't know, I was like really struggling. I don't know what I what I was struggling with. I never, there was never a diagn- diagnosis, but it definitely wasn't um, a place I would ever recommend. It was very to, serious. Yeah, it was very serious. It's like when I look back at it now, I'm like for me it was obviously like depression yeah or uh, I don't know but yeah. um so I was just at that point where I was hiding it for too long and then I used to always have my certain times where I would just cry all day and then and but as soon as I get into work I could get into work and I could be I'd be grand I'd be yeah. Sinead yeah. but there was just one day I just couldn't I couldn't do it like I could not put the face on anymore it was just pure breaking point yeah everything I did was just making me cry like everything I like putting my shirt on it was yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah and I just rang or I texted my work and I just texted him and it goes hey I can't come into work today and he rang me yeah and I just bur- I just burst out crying on the phone and like he was popping yeah, and he's like, takes as much as time off yeah. as you need, and then that's the first time I ever called someone. Was like, I was like, I'm not okay. <gasps> yeah, I'm not I'm okay. Sure Fucks you for doing that, like, because that's not easy when you're in that mindset. That point yeah, in your life, I didn't know? even know it was in it until I accepted it, and then once I accepted it, and then was like, let's get this shit yeah. done. Like, let's find out what it is, and let's get it sorted. Like, it took me a while to heal because I, I it probably would have been easier if I was in therapy and stuff, but I just did it myself yeah. through books. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah that was my have you plan. always had that like do you know what fuck it let's just do it attitude I feel a lot of people hesitate before they do something whereas you definitely have to think about it. you're like fuck it just do it fuck it I'm just gonna do it um, which yeah. I think is why you've gotten so far so fast do you know yeah I mean? well my yellow personality as well so I don't care about the details yeah. and I don't care like it's 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 a blessing and a curse being a yellow personality because you you don't care about the details but then people who care about the details can't cope with you you're not caring yeah. about the details yeah you're there so like i'm nightmare. like like i'm going to <laughs> bali in what like literally seven days bali that's a 14 hour flight i haven't even booked my flight i haven't yeah. like and i and i'm like whatever and I, i'm always like we'll figure it out at the time yeah and like I remember Siobhan being like, Shanee, we can't have people, like, but we can't have a party. What if something breaks? And I'm like, we fix it. Yeah. We just figure it out. Yeah. Like, no point worrying about it until it happens. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like, if I travel, and people are like, oh, Shanee, I don't know if I should travel and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, go find out and you'll know then. Yeah. You'll not sit here and wonder if you like traveling. Like, some people are like, oh, I went to this, I didn't really like it. At least you didn't, at least you went, least you know, you didn't now. like it. Like, you will literally appreciate being at home way more when you've been somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and that's when you're going to find out. And that, that's when you got to do. You just got to say yes and fucking go for it. 
Is there any point in your life that you can think back on now? Because you never know when you're in it that you're like, that was a turning point. That had I, that was the point, let's say you've made a decision that has rippled into how your life is now. Can you think of that point where if you were like, oh, I could have done something else and my life would be so different? Do you have that turning point? I mean, taking my ex-boyfriend back, I would have been one. There was a point I was sitting in the, I was in Thailand. So obviously I went traveling by myself and because he had cheated on me and I was like a week before and I just got on the, f- the plane yeah. and my friend came with me for like the first week and then I was end up traveling by myself then after that and I literally had like a thousand pound in my ba- bank and I was going to Australia or I was going home. Yeah. So I was sitting in Phuket and I was like, all right, fly to Australia with a thousand pound, yeah. which I don't Fuck advise off. anyone to do, <laughs> by the way. Or go home. Yeah. And when I go home, like, I'm going to get back with him. Like, I was going to get back. With, like, I was waiting for him to come after me. Like, Yeah. And there was just that point where it was go back or there. Yeah. And I just chose to go there. <gasps> and God. that was obviously the best thing that ever happened to me. Because when I went there, I still thought he was going to come after me. Like, I always thought he was going to come after me. Yeah. But when I got there, there was a point, maybe like eight months or something to it. And I was like, he's not coming. Yeah. He's not coming. And then I was what just What a like, blessing for you though, like. And I was like, fuck, I have no self-worth. I depended on other people to love me, to love myself all the time. And now I've got to fucking learn to love myself. Mm. And that was the point where I just decided to understand. And like, that's when I was like, there is no help for nobody. Like, I am literally a girl that people want to have my life, but I want to, don't want to be on this earth right now. Yeah. I don't know how to cope with it. I yeah. didn't I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to deal with a breakup. And I didn't, and it was hard because I was like, I'm feeling all this stuff, but why should I? I'm living in Australia, living the best life. It was so hard for me to understand yeah. why I was feeling like this. And I was like, I ha- when I found out everything, yeah. when I obviously studied and realized there's tools for that, yeah. I was like, Change people need to know this. <gasps> yeah. So that was like, I was like, I and like for I'm f- the only person. There's two people I'm speaking to when I'm speaking on my phone to my f- to my followers. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking to me. Mm-hmm. That then when I was literally not knowing anything about how to deal with my emotions or anything, speaking to myself. And I'm also speaking to a friend of mine in the past way who, um, yeah, from suicide. So there's two, like, I want to speak to those, those two people. Yeah. And that's my audience for me. Like, I'm like, if I can get to one person today and say, teach them how to deal with their emotions, teach them to know that, you know, it's okay to feel that way. And this is how you deal with it after. Um, and these are random tools and these are little quotes that are helping you and stuff like yeah. that like that is what like you know being in that deficit affair and not have nowhere nowhere to go there was nowhere I, could, there, I couldn't speak to anyone I didn't yeah. know didn't have the language didn't even I couldn't even talk app. about him because I was like obsessed and like I couldn't I couldn't because I felt like I was just yarning on I needed someone to talk to but like yeah. I didn't know it was so hard and I didn't know what was going on in my own head until I read about what was going on in my own head. Yeah. Like, and I had to read, what, fucking 100 books before I figured it all out. Yeah. I shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. I should. So there true. should be something in schools going, you can, you're going to deal with heartbreak, you're going to deal with grief. Yeah. These are the steps that you take. This is what you're going to go through. It's not linear. It could go up and down. It could be yeah. from different ways. This is how you love yourself. This is how you have compassion. Da-da-da. This is what needs to be done. So... That was my turning point, knowing that like I had nowhere to turn, and like this needs something need to be done. Like, yeah, it's very serious. And people think in school, like not getting the right job could ruin your life, but actually, I think not knowing 
not knowing how to manage your emotions are actually things that ruin your life. I definitely the last two years some horrific things have happened to people I love very dearly, including suicide. And I when when a couple of those things happened, it just you know rocked my world on a whole another level. Mm. Um, and I that was like there are a couple of things that happened like like tragic things happen to people and often things have happened in my life and people I love loves lives but I just remember when that happened it was like something snapped inside of me and I and my whole values changed my attitude changed and yeah that those things do need to be and if you don't crack now you might crack Mm. 50 years from now you know you might be a slow burner um and you can definitely see it in our parents generation as well like how unable they are to cope with emotions, mm. especially now I've learned about inner child and all those things. I can literally see when people around me, including my parents, regress into their inner child mm. and when it's them speaking and their inner child speaking. And it is honestly amazing the moment you're talking to someone and you're like, your inner child's actually talking to me right now. Yeah. It's isn't it really it's just it's just crazy. Yeah. Um like and there's lots of people who are successful but then they fuck it up because they can't control their emotions, yeah. you know? So I, I, I think it is such, nec- and that's actually when I, I remember when you were doing PTs and like, do you know, I don't know, this is probably not that long after you were kind of on Love Island. It was like, oh, this Irish girl, da, da, da. and I was like, oh yeah, cool, whatever. But there was nothing about that engaged me. But I remember years later, whenever it was, and you started posting because I had gone through that and I had gone through a similar process of reading and healing wounds with self-help books but it was something I never told anyone because I was like oh my god that's so embarrassing <laughs> like I was like no I can't tell anyone they think I'm a freak um and you just spoke to me and it was like here's someone that's the same do you know what I mean yeah. and I think it is very it's the best part it's the best side of social media do you know yeah and like when I was starting to read and doing all my reading and stuff like it wasn't cool either yeah and now it's cool yeah it's back you, you'd it's, be bragging about it like oh i read this book yeah <laughs> like before you'd be like hiding your books like oh. yeah you would and crazy. yeah now i'm like reading is fucking sexy it is oh my god when someone says they read i'm like i like you so much more it's now. fucking sexy and yeah. like do you know what i mean yeah it is it's just yeah so yeah someone who's well read is that's my like he and send this me me going out with Jack and he doesn't read any of my books but like just he just needs to find that one book <laughs> that hooks him and he'll be like addicted yeah no but the thing is about about that is like when I was being an avoidant and like running away from every fucking relationship like it's about accepting who they are and like yeah. one of the main things I've ever heard somebody said to me like was that like I know this guy is really spiritual and his wife isn't yeah and I was like I used to be not being able to cope with that I'd be like why. Like yeah. trying to get people to meditate and fucking do shit. And um I was like, How do you and he was like, She's an angel sent down from heaven. <gasps> She's like, She grounds me, I accept her and she accepts me and that's what yeah. love is. And I was like, You're fucking right. Yeah. And I was like, I never tell Jack to read a book. I never tell Jack to, he's med- doing my meditation course right now. I can't <gasps> cope. How's he getting on? Oh my god, the message he sent me the other day, I wanted to <laughs> I actually did cry a little bit because I was like, Oh my god. Because he was like, I want to do it and I was like I was like, babe, you don't have to do it. Like, yeah. oh, do you know what I mean? I'm not, and, and I actually am so accepting of that. I'm just like, you, you literally, and you bring such playful energy to me. Yeah. I go and read my books all day, and then if I want to speak about books, I ring fucking Ed. Yeah. I ring da da da. I don't need to talk to my boyfriend about all the stuff. Yeah. Um, and my boyfriend keeps me young. He's playful. We yeah. just have this chemistry that we're yeah. just so in love. So it's it's so it's just so amazing for me. But um, so he's doing meditation, and I was like. He's not gonna do it. He's gonna sign up. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna sign in. Like, and now and I do it, like, it, you know. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay. And then he texted me this message the other day. I was like, 
he said, as he's actually doing it every single night. And I was like, <gasps> so he did the following joy one. So fo- like following joy is all about like, you know, really figuring out yeah. what it is that brings you joy. Yeah. And he just sent me this message and he was just, oh, I was so good. He was just oh. like, I know what I want now. I know what I want. Like, I know what makes me happy. Like, oh and, God, and when you know perfect. what brings you joy, it's yeah. like what you're proud of. And like, he was so proud of his teaching this year and blah, blah, blah. And like, he was so proud he got all that. And then yeah. he's so proud of like, you know, what he, the work he did in the gym. And, and then when you know exactly what it is that gives you joy, it's so much easier to make decisions. Like, say yeah. if his friends want to go out at the weekend and get fucked, he's like, no, I actually know that I enjoy, that I, mm. that I progress when I do in the gym or whatever. It's, and he just sent me that message and then, oh, I don't know. It's just like, and like, that's exactly why I brought the course out because I just want people to find out exactly what they, and strengthen yeah. what they want. Your why. You yeah. Strengthen your why. Yeah. <laughs> so that is like amazing. And like, it's amazing because I led by example. Yeah. By just being just by do, doing it and talking about it and being and like I didn't tell him and try you to change him. Force him. You gotta leave yeah. you have to let them come to the water. Do you not kind of Yeah. Like and I never tried to change and like that is so amazing now that he's like, Oh no, I what and like what the book is that? Yeah. And like he can do everything in his own time. He yeah. doesn't feel like I don't accept him or I want to change him. Yeah. I literally just accept him the way he is and if he wants to do something else that's yeah. fine and he accepts me for everything that I do all my yeah. crazy fucking shit Aww. do you know what I mean but like you can never really change somebody all you'll ever do is push them away when you try mm. like either you being who you are will inspire them to change or they won't but it always comes from yourself and I always it's actually relevant when you talk well, like when you're talking to girls and they're like mad about this fella and they're like oh he could be this I'm like you have to you ha- you're going out with who he is now not with the potential of who he could be and either how you want them to treat you will inspire them to change or it won't or to be honest people don't like change and people don't like doing things that are hard so you just have to come to peace with yeah you might have a good relationships if they did Mm. but they're not so you need to move on with your life because more than likely they're just going to go for somebody who is at their level of effort or their level of change Mm. and you have to accept people either when you're with them to be happy with them or you have to accept people and learn when to let them go because there's nothing more frustrating than watch someone like just tear themselves to pieces and just drain themselves of life sitting around waiting for someone to change and not treating them properly yeah and there's a difference in like accepting who they are and actually like everything that my emotional needs are met in my relationship yeah but if my emotional needs weren't met different story then i would say this is my boundaries i need you to do this 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 is this and this is what i need from you that's yeah. what i know that i need and if he says yeah okay i'm gonna do that for you and then he yeah. keeps breaking 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 then it's my responsibility then because yeah. it's my boundaries being being broken yeah so um there's a difference in like accepting and knowing what you need. Yeah. And you know what? Like, you could be the best looking, funniest, most unbelievable person alive. And someone who's not able to give you what you want or treat you properly never will. Yeah. Like, it do- it really doesn't matter. That's why some of the best looking women in the world get cheated on. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Like, I just, like, going back to what you said, like, your emotional needs to be met. And I think it doesn't matter if you have different interests as someone, as long as your core fundamental values are the same. Yeah. you know? yeah um and you don't have to compromise on something that's a part of your happiness and i think as well like compromise is is something that i used to never do i used to be like if you don't like it like we'll not be together like you know i like my way but what i realized then is that when i grew like my values changed over time and as i i drew i started to value commitment more like i i feel like i really grow in a relationship and i started to really value it and i was like this is where you got to make sacrifices as well yeah so I do make small sacrifices like you know I'm living in Ireland for seven months of the year yeah because 
you know my boyfriend lives here and he loves it and I and I don't mind it that's my sacrifice to him um and that's the small sacrifice that I have to because I love someone and I value my commitment to him yeah so yeah and then he makes sacrifices for me like so when I go away he does long distance with me yeah and he's very chill so you're like, I'm gonna tell you something now. It's gonna absolutely rock your world. <laughs> my sister and her boyfriend haven't seen each other in over two and a half years over COVID, and they're together <sighs> ten years. And the first six years of their relationship was long distance. My sister went to school in Hungary. I have Hungarian family of two gorgeous Hungarian half sisters. She didn't get the points in Ireland, and she did veterinary over there. And they did long distance. So if you need any tips on long distance, you're talking to someone who knows the experts. <laughs> two and a half years. They haven't seen each other in person too. Why? Years. She's uh, in America, and they can't. He, she over can't come co- in over COVID. They couldn't come, and now I think maybe if you're it's not crazy aware, what's American, happening. yeah, and like Americans weren't allowed left in, and you had to wait till you were vaccinated. Just all that fucking bullshit. But now she's coming home at Christmas, so they're going to see each other. Yeah. Oh my can god. Fair play. But you know yeah, what? Like people always say about long distance, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't work." And I'm telling you now, when you're with the right person, it can it work. Does that's exactly what she said. She's like. And now listen, I like it's not easy. I like, don't know if I could not see Kim for two and a half years. Like, you think that? <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, two and a half years is a long time. Like, I think I would be like, but I'm telling you know, if Jack wanted to do something, like go yeah. and like do something, I would be like, oh no, I love you, support you. Yeah. Um, because, um, for me, it definitely strengthened my relationship. And yeah. when your partner is secure and you're secure in your relationship, it's so simple. It's easy. It was like, it was easy. It's easy. Like the last yeah. month was a bit nee because I was like excited then to get yeah. back and I was like, oh, but yeah. Rocky, I was like getting a bit more needier towards the yeah. end. I was like, oh, yeah. but um, see whenever you're doing exactly what you want and you've got your own happiness and your partner supports you, they're so oh, fucking more, ne- they're sex, ne- it's sexy. Oh, it's like, you're yeah. literally the best. Like you're yeah. the best. I can't believe you're supporting me in my dreams. Like it's yeah. amazing. And you know what as well? You talk about compromise. It's very easy to compromise when you feel safe. You know what I mean? Mm. When you act, and you just you just can't describe it. That utter safeness that you feel, like you don't want, like you're not going to compromise with someone who you don't feel is worth compromising for. Do you know True. what I mean? So if you find yourself in situations where you're not compromising, that could be a signal that maybe you're just not in the right place. Because yeah. when you meet someone that you're like mad about, it's more yeah, easier to compromise. There's that book, The Alchemist, and he's like finding his personal legend or something and he's like trying to find his purpose basically like the whole thing about that and then he finds Fatima in the middle of the whole desert and he's like I love her she's the love of my life and he's like I'm not going any further I find her yeah and the the guy says something like but love means I can't remember the quote but it was just like love will always be there anyway so if she was stopping him from going to get his personal legend... She wouldn't stop him. Yeah, she wouldn't stop him because yeah. if you trust and love someone, like, you can go and let them be and whoever yeah. they want and then they'll they'll always come back and the love is always going to be there. It like. makes it stronger, actually. Like, there's nothing worse than being in a relationship where you feel you can't fully sp- spread yeah. your wings. I'll always say that. I'll be like, whatever you want to, I'll support you because the, my biggest fear was is resentment in a relationship. Mm. I don't want you to ever say I stopped you, especially when you're going out with someone... A long time from when you're young do whatever the fuck you want i've nev- never been someone that cared about someone going on holidays or being away i'm like the my i was like i don't want you to hold me back from growing and i don't want to hold you back from growing and i actually think that makes your relationship stronger because then you are becoming better people yourselves mm. and then your relationship's more exciting because you're not just depending on each other i'm growing then i can keep challenging you you can challenge me back yeah and i just think it makes 
life better. Yeah. yeah. I always, I remember getting wild stick for leaving Jack. Everyone. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, they were like, oh my God, that speaks, like, know, like how could you leave him and all? And I'm like, you don't understand how much better our relationship was yeah. when I left in terms yeah. of, because I had no happiness at home, like my happiness wasn't fully, I wasn't being fulfilled yeah. at what I was doing. And my full happiness was dependent on him. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, it was unhealthy for me. I felt like, I felt like there was a lot of pressure on him because he had to spend a lot of time with me because I didn't, like, I just wasn't, do you know what I mean? My happiness just wasn't there. Yeah. And I knew I had to go. So when I went, um, I'll never forget how I felt. I was like, I'm happy and I have a supportive partner. And there was, it felt like the pressure was off. Yeah. Because I felt like my happiness being dependent on him and what he was doing all day yeah. was the stupidest thing ever because... Even now, we do long distance now. He's forty three and a half hours away in the car. We drive up and down every weekend. Yeah. And I love, like, having my time here by myself and being happy. And then... The excitement. And then he him. comes up and then it's amazing as well. Yeah. So, but I am excited to have no more long distance um, yeah. after next <gasps> week. Oh, my God. First time we've ever lived together. So, no, pray for us, it. everyone. You love it. Like, well, it's exciting. I think it'll be scary because um, I'll be working and he won't be. Yeah. So... But then he might be going off doing things during the day and it'll just like be really exciting. He'll come back and, you know, might add and he can go off and find himself and be coming home and telling you what he's been doing and that'll get you excited. Yeah, no, nah, we'll be fine. I'm excited. All right, so when I move on, oh my God, we've been on for two hours. I'm so sorry. Oh like my God, two fucking hours. Girl, I could talk to you all night. Like, it's just flying. I know, but I, you, you don't want your uh, your listeners to be listening to two hours. I know, no, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Um, I'll get on to the questions to people now. One, I have it in my notes, but someone did ask it. Did you ever regret being in the public eye? Did you ever regret being known? Um, it's definitely not all what it's cut off to, uh, cut out to be because, you know, it's so weird. Like, why do people, like, see, whenever you, you, you do get known, you're like, why do people want this? Yeah. It's so strange really? when you get to this point. Yeah, like... Obviously, I'm nothing like thing. Like I'm just sort of like I'm like it's because I think people see my face every day because I'm constantly on. Yeah. So like more people would recognize me on the street or whatever. But um, it's actually really cool. Like I actually really enjoy it, and I think yeah. I make friends really easy that way. And yeah. it's because people I never made friends that easily before. Like Yay! oh, I did. No, I did. But now they're like Shnee, and I'm like, what's the crack? Yeah. Let's go for a drink. So it's actually like f- so easy for me to make friends. I fucking love that. And it's, it's, oh, I so just you wouldn't love. take it back. No, I don't. F- no. Look, at the end of the day, I've told you this before in the retreat, like, some of the messages I get are so worth everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. whenever that person told me I saved their life. And oh, my, will you tell the story about the watch? Or is that allowed? Yeah, no, it's no problem at all. Like, basically, I've told it before, I think, on a podcast. But um, Oh, my God, that one made my heart melt. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so someone said they, someone was, it was just a shop, and they said someone left something here for you. Don't know who it is. Yeah. Or why, or what it is, or whatever it is and then I went up to the shop and there's like a box and inside it was just like a watch and said thank you for saving my daughter's life love dad I know and that's all it was I'd never know who that was oh God, so I if you ever it. listen to this yeah I'd love to know who you are yeah. um and I just think I don't know what what even was the situation I don't know like if she yeah. came him or I don't know even what that meant but like I every single negative comment that comes my way and I'm just, I think of that. Yeah. And I think of, you know, obviously I had a friend that ha- that went through, like, went through that. And I think, like, I think of the pain that I go through yeah. all the time because of that. And I'm like, I'm saving someone's pain as well. Not yeah. only just I'm saving someone's life, I'm saving their family's pain. Yeah. Um, 
because I, I don't, I actually get those messages quite a lot. Like, I mean, a lot. And, like, they're like, you really, you don't understand. And there's also people that don't, I know, don't tell me those things. And I, and. I would have been one of those invisible people that followed you and thought those things, but I've never messaged you about it. Yeah. Do you and, know what I mean? And, like, I am um, only recently, I really realized that, like, it's everything that comes at me is so worth it because like there needed to be somebody out there to talk about this stuff yeah and it does not matter what people say but I get shit all the time like you shouldn't be talking about it and I'm like I haven't you I'm like I know that I can help I just know I just fucking know and I know how I've helped and the messages I get and like when I even in person when I'm in person people like in retreats or like I just feel so important and even like small things like my friend there today um you met him yeah. he sent me this message the other day and he just texted me going I just have this overwhelming urge to tell you that I'm so grateful for you <gasps> oh cutie and I was just like oh, oh my god that is so cute yeah. um so yeah all the fucking negative shit is so it's just like in one ear out the other for me because I first yeah. of all I know exactly what I know what's going on with those people that like you yeah. know hurt people hurt, hurt people. people and that's how it works and they can't deal with confidence yeah they can't deal with people knowing what they want yeah confidence you're scaring them because you're like highlighting to them what they don't have don't tell them that trigger oh, we've just lost eight percent of the audience <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it was you that posted that a while ago and i was yeah. like well sometimes you know what it's what they need okay so i hope it went well i'm like oh, we're, still, we're still here <laughs> i'm right okay so one is you find it overwhelming owning so many businesses and tips for keeping grounded yeah fucking over everything's over. i think the most overwhelming thing is literally dms like i think like i have a responsibility to that's i feel like that's a responsibility to me and i sp- yeah. so every single day i think about my every single day when i'm doing my work by myself the back of my head is always my dms yeah. so i'm like i have to clear them and if i don't clear them then tomorrow the next day so that's why i do digital detoxes where there's no dms yeah so i do like three days or three or four days every month of no phone yeah because um that's my clarity yeah and i don't know how i'm ever going to get away away from the guilt of not answering them if I do ever not answer them I don't answer my requests anymore oh, I don't because know how I, you reply I find it hard to reply to my friends like, yeah and I, I can't do it anymore DMs. so I say that's most overwhel- overwhelming part of my job and that's yeah. not the one that I even brings me like money yeah so um business wise doesn't even seem like work yeah yeah it doesn't seem like work at all to me um especially meditation yeah doesn't seem like work at all and it's crazy doesn't seem like work at all and then um, the podcast doesn't seem like work. Um, even the rings don't seem like work. Yeah, I'm here admiring them. I have one of your rings at home, but um, I got the wrong size and it's too small for my. Don't fingers. worry, I've got more there. Yeah, I'll get you on. Oh, don't worry. About it. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? One is how to start the journey of being okay on your own without panicking about so so societal markers like have to own a house twenty five, have to marry by thirty. Da da da. Do you ever that doesn't bother you at all? No. Yeah. It never has. And like Yeah. I think like this year was really tough on me because I didn't have anywhere to live. Yeah. And it was really tough. Like I've been living out of I've been living out of suitcase for five, six years now. Yeah. So and I was really ready to get a place in Australia. Yeah. And I, I, I knew it was at that point. I was like, there's this is the last month of me in the suitcase. And then bang, shut down and then I was at home and then 
it was very tough for me not to have a house and not to have an office and uh, I didn't know where I wanted to be I felt like I was in limbo so that was very tough and then I was like I'll get a mortgage and I'll get a house and blah blah blah. and then I was like why I don't want to live here I didn't know what I wanted and I was like I want to be in Australia so it was just really hard I think that was really hard for me um the whole getting married thing you know for me like I just got a younger man so I don't have to think about it (laughs) (laughs) that's as simple as that I was like you know what I mean you're only as old as the man you're petting yeah tell you yeah as old as you feel exactly so no I've never um I was gonna say imposter syndrome how do you navigate through it um realizing that the people that imposter syndrome comes from a like a royalty I know that sounds really strange, but it becomes like you don't feel good enough because you look at someone like the royalty and you don't think that they make mistakes because they're made to like the like the royal family are never made to they have mistakes. They're not supposed to. Oh yeah. So they're always made like that. So knowing that those people have diarrhea, like (laughs) (laughs) I I wrote an email on on that before, um, and I and then I wrote all the stuff that I worry about because people yeah. always think like I've got my shit together blah 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 yeah. but like I worry all the time I'm paranoid about my boyfriend going out I'm you know people are like oh you got the perfect relationship so I, I wrote all these things like I get anxious sometimes Um, I failed in business here's all my failures and blah 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 yeah. like knowing that other people um, are just like you and they get anxiety and they get diarrhea yeah. and they're normal yeah. Yeah. like that's one way to like go through imposter syndrome and the other imposter syndrome way is to say do you know you can help someone? Yeah. And scale one to ten. How do I know how to help someone? Yeah, like if you could help so if you knew Oh if, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like Yeah, if you think you could help someone in one to ten, like how much could you help them? Like how I, much I, I probably could help someone at like probably like a seven or an eight. Yeah, normal is what everyone says, seven or eight. Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone's too modest to say ten. Seven or eight, okay? Right, so. so you can help someone from seven to eight. And, there's p- and like, what subject in, in like, self-love or what or self-awareness? Where do you think? I think I could definitely help people with relationships. I feel like I know a lot about them, about having respect for yourself and self-worth and mm-hmm. all those type of things, I feel. And about healing relationships. Mm-hmm. I feel I know a lot about So you're sitting at a seven and eight there about that. Yeah. Okay. And there is literally people with absolutely no self-worth sitting in number one and number two. Yeah. So for you not to share your gift, you're selfish. I love. You, I remember when you first said that about imposter syndrome on your story, and I loved it. Like that lit up my brain. I was like, I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. A two can help a one. A one can help a zero. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like a lot of people, especially when people are doing the same thing. Like there's a lot of PTs and there's a lot of people doing the same things, and you're j- and they get really like, oh, uh, yeah. why? And I'm like, you literally sitting. Like with your information, like you could literally help someone with their with their eating yeah. right now, and they're at a two. There's people that don't even know what protein intake is, so you need you need to help. Yeah, um, this is a good one actually. My best friend's boyfriend keeps cheating. Um, she keeps going back to him. Any advice what to do as her best friend? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you can't do anything. The only thing you can do is um be there for her because there's nothing worse than your friend judging you that's why people go to therapy because there's no judgment so be that therapist for her Uh, it's fucking shit i fucking know it but i remember i remember going through something and all i want to do is talk about my ex and i remember one of my friends just going i never want you to mention his name ever again i'll never forget how lonely i felt yeah and i felt like i couldn't talk to that person and i felt so lonely and i said made it i made it to myself that i made it promise myself that like 
when someone goes through a breakup or something going on like i'm always gonna have open arms and like and also if you are taking someone back you're gonna take them back anyway yeah your friends aren't gonna do anything about it yeah and you know what they're gonna do then they're gonna lie start lying to you yeah and then do you really want your best friend to start lying to you? you want them to always be open and honest yeah and obviously you can set authority and you can set boundaries and be like look yeah you know it's hard because even when you yeah. say don't talk about it it's still horrible for that friend not to be able to talk they're about it they're going through it they're sitting there yeah and it. like they have to go through all that shit on their own and realise for themselves anyway because well, if you tell them to do that then they're going to do it and then they're just still going to go back and oh, yeah. you just gotta yes. you j- like you literally just have to accept your friends the way they are and you have to just deal with their that's their decision yeah and that's their life you have no right to tell them what to do you can when they ask for advice and say, what do you think? Yeah. There you go. You tell them, look, I don't think you should be with them. Blah, blah, blah. And I think this is why and this is why. You can help them when they ask you for advice. But if you're like, oh, I'm not going to speak to you. If you keep doing that, you have to let them ride their own way. If so, yeah. just pretty shit. And what about in a situation where, let's say the person doesn't know. Th- let's say, okay, the boyfriend or the girlfriend has cheated. And maybe you're not the person they cheated on with, but you're like a bystander. Do you tell the girlfriend or boyfriend or do you not? It's a tough one. I go back and forth with this because I'm like, sometimes maybe it was a once off and that person would be happier if they didn't know. And then sometimes it's like, should you? What if they then get married and have kids and da da da? And if you know the people, like, it's a very tough. And some people hate the person who tells them. It's awful. I don't know. It's a very hard one. I personally haven't. Uh, And I've been in situations like that. Because it's not my business. But at the same time, it's like, if there's a point where it has to be said, Yeah. It'll be said. But. I think the same. It's hard because you're disrespecting so many people on so many levels and it's not your business. But it's like. (laughs) It's hard. Like, it's weird because like, like for me, somebody told me. Yeah. And it wasn't even the person. It was her friend. Yeah. So that's how I found out, like, and I just think, I even think of, like, where I would be, I know for a fact I would be married, but I, yeah, yeah, I would be, like, I was obsessed, like, I was so in love, yeah. like, I was, like, we're getting engaged, and blah, 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 like, that's where we were, that's where we were heading, and, like, I was so in love, um, and this person was a random person, this person that he cheated with was a random girl, he doesn't even know her name, yeah, doesn't even know her name. Just yeah. toilet cubicle one night in Maglif. Yeah. That was it. And you just think and I and you know the worst thing is like I know he loved me and I know to yeah. this day he probably still does. And like I think like it's weird because the the friend told me and I was like the first thing I did was take me to the airport. Like I was living with him in London, so I was like take me to the airport and that was it. This is the last time I ever seen him. Yeah. I had no boundary at that point and I went on and that was it. Um, and he was obviously riddled with guilt, so he couldn't even deal with it, and he couldn't deal with me, and, you know, we spoke a year and a half after. (gasps) You didn't speak for a year and a half? Yeah, well, I drunk called and texted Uh, a few times. That doesn't count, though, like. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that was my fucking, and he obviously couldn't deal with that, but, um, yeah, so it's it's weird, because where would my life be? I wouldn't be with Jack. Yeah. If if that friend ever texted me, and I wouldn't be with the right person. So it's like, oh, do you do it? Like, if that girl, like, if you're a person right now and you know shit, like, if that girl messaged me and now I'm with the love of my life with someone who deserves my deserves me and I deserve yeah. them, and I could be with the person that was shagging people in my toilets. 
I know it's just do you know what because you and that's a, you're like oh that's a one-off right yeah but one-off but at the same time to have to to throw away our three-year relationship for a shag of a girl you don't know's name who doesn't even yeah, barely speaks, speak English speaks volumes it does it's it's but then you can be like oh it was one off like random girl blah blah mm, you know what I mean yeah. like what where do you go like how do you I know where do you figure this out I think it depends I think it depends on what it is like how it's done do you know what I mean? Like affairs, forget about it. Like I don't know how people do affairs. I do not know how people carry on affairs and double lives. Like how do you? But that's unawareness. That's unawareness. I I I spoke about it in the book that I wrote. That um, when I was like eighteen, I went out with this guy that had a girlfriend, yeah. and I had no awareness. I had no awareness, yeah. and now I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. If David Beck, David David Beck and come up to me, I'd be like, no, you yeah. have a wife. Like you yeah. know, like I and like I've changed as a person, but I was uh, obviously going through my own self. I didn't have any self love, so whenever someone came at me that had a girlfriend, that's that's like an ego boost. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's so like, that was oh, like, I'm obviously class like. Yeah. So that's yeah. like where I was getting my self love at that point. Yeah. And I look back at that moment. I look back at that thing, and I had to like sit and really forgive myself for that, and yeah. and like the. I, it was complete lack of awareness, complete ignorance to other person, and complete lack of empathy. Yeah, and, and I can look at that now and say that's a mistake that I made. Yeah, when I was eighteen years of age, um, and he also fed my head full of fucking bullshit as well. Oh, yeah, so I didn't even know he had a good friend for a very long time. They will convince you. Those type of people could literally convince you this guy is fucking. Right I was like, it. I was like, oh, oh, I can't even believe. Like when I think of it now, I'm like, fuck your neck. Yeah. But um, yeah. So then once I knew you had a girlfriend, like I was sucked in there already. But um, yeah. But like I, I, I admit that I really admit that, and I think like you can change as a person because I hundred percent have changed, and I would never, ever, ever. Like I even think about, oh, how could I ever do that to like anyone and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's also a, pr- a proven, and see when someone's like a really bad person, like, or like not a bad person, but say someone's like going through and they're like, oh, I want my boyfriend, he wants me back and wants to change. I'm like, I believe in change because I've changed. And the people don't believe in, the people that don't believe in change, the people that haven't changed. Yeah. Because like, I know I can change, people can change. Yeah. Because I'm one of them. I used to think once cheater, always cheater because like. I don't believe in that. I used to because my dad was horrific, like double life yeah. affair type person. Um, so I was like, once cheater, always cheater. Like, but as I've actually gotten older, I've actually come away from that. I'm like, no, some people, I do believe people can, I have completely softened. Like actually people can change. Actually people cheat for different reasons. Like I can so see how someone in their fifties and sixties can cheat in a partner. If life hasn't gone the way they wanted to, Mm. I can so understand someone being unhappy and doing something spare at the moment I can so I just you you do have compassion so then I think when you get to this point it's like when do you let go when do you not it's it's a tough it's tough people can't change yeah but then when for going back to now you're like someone knowing that someone has cheated and do you say do you not say like you could also ruin that that could be the love of their lives it's tough it's tough to know it's fucking hard yeah because sometimes I remember going through the pain and being like why did you I wish you never told me like, yeah. I remember being, like, I was so happy. Yeah. We were in our bubble. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm sure he probably regrets it, too. Like, yeah. come on. That's the no, I mean, he's probably, in a happy, he's probably <laughs> in a happy relationship. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, But um, like we were kids as well. We are fucking kids. Uh, yeah. And, like, you're stupid when you're hanging out with all your mates and they're all shagging girls in the middle of You're going to fucking be it's a It's easy, like, yeah. Yeah, so it's not, it's not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's the answer. That's, that's, that's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Holy shit! What time is it? No, we're going. We're, we're, it's two hours twenty girl, minutes. I'm now, who if you've lasted to the end of this, guys? Uh, yeah, fair folks. Fair Valeria. <laughs> Right, right. No, we'll wrap it up there now. Um, thank you so much for coming on and no giving problem. me so much of your time. I appreciate it a million times. Um, I'll see you Sunday for the launch. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed my first podcast. If I was shit, I'll get better. I promise. Um, and yeah, it's all up from here, lads. See ya.